Blog Talk Radio. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Hello, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. How you doing? I'm fine. This is Tracy. Hey, Tracy. Doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Tracy. Good morning to you. Hey, I heard Sister Deloach is on. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Deloach. Good morning. Anybody else? Anybody else on the uh, on the conference call? Good morning. Yes. This is Judy. Hey, Sister Judy. Good morning. Yes, this is Susan. Sister Susan. Hey, Sister Susan. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, Deacon Jones is on. Good morning, Luce. Hey, Sarah Knight. Good morning, T. What's up, Mary? Still in the shop. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, Nicole, Nikki Cole, hey, hey, yo, 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 happy birthday. No, happy Monday. Happy Monday to you, too. Hey, good morning. Uh, Sister Nikita is on. Good morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Glad to have you. It is a good Monday. Good morning. Yes, I miss you guys on Sunday, too, but uh, Reverend Jay was holding it down. I heard, I saw. Team in New Mexico, what's going on, man? Enjoy, enjoy that vacation, bro. Uh, Sister Diane, good morning. Uh, Wani, uh, W-A-N-E-E, did I say that right? Hey, good morning to you. Rude, what's going on, man? I got the text. I haven't checked it out yet, but uh, so excited about that. Congratulations on the concert. Hey, I'm Val. Good morning, Sister Ewart. Good morning. Hey, Sister Ford. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Look, we are still in our Scar Survivor Series. Good morning, Sister Felicia. James, what's going on, man? May 5th, right? Is that the date, James? May 5th? Is that a date, May 5th? Put that, uh, put the play up there, man, so I can I can uh, shout that out. Definitely want to make sure we push that. Hey, Lady Kellum, good morning. Excuse me, good morning. Good morning. Hey, Sister Cheryl, good morning to you. Good morning from the foreman. Good morning, family. Hey, good morning. Come on, there we go. Finally got some hearts coming up. I don't know who started it, but I appreciate it. Pink and red hearts today. Hey, Sarah, good morning. Uh, Miss Mae Johnson, good morning to you. Turquoise, green heart, there they go. Hearts are up. Facebook, you guys are sharing. And, of course, you guys on the conference call, uh, you know, if you don't mind, let a few people know. Hey, Sister Rick, good morning. Good seeing you yesterday. Uh, you know, let a few people know that we are on the call. The call is open for anybody who wants to call in uh, and join us. I join us for our time of devotional. Let's, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, as uh, yep, You got it, bro. James, what is it, May 5th? May 5th. May 5th, there is a phenomenal mind production going on. Uh, we'd love for you to be a part of that over at the Refuge Church, and uh, we'll get some more information posted on that so that you have it. Uh, t- today, we're on, uh, today we are on uh, what is, man, I forgot, I think it's day 11, day 11 of the Devo, and uh, on day 11 of the Devo, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about surviving scars, just kind of as a recap. All of us have some events in life that have scarred us, left us bruised, left us emotionally, uh, you know, with some walls uh, in some places where we're trying to live forward, but we have some things in the past that are holding us back. So uh, today I want to talk about the fact that you are the one. Uh, one of the scriptures I really want to highlight uh, it's Psalm 147 and 4. Psalm 147 and 4. Hey, Minister Bazemore, Psalm 147 and 4. But let me give you the framework because John chapter 20 is our major text. And in John chapter 20, Jesus rises from the grave. 
Uh, a young lady by the name of Mary goes to the tomb to find him. Uh, when she goes to look for him, he's not there, right? He's already been scarred, crucified, bruised, stabbed in the side, thorns on his head, bleeding profusely, then died. After the scar, she still goes to search for him because no matter what type of scars you have, you're still valuable, right? She gets to the tomb and he's not there. She hears somebody say, woman, why are you crying? When she hears this, she looks at this guy, doesn't recognize him, and asks him as if he's the gardener, where have you hid him? Wherever he is, give me the body back. At that time, Jesus then says to her, Mary, and when she hears her name, Mary, she recognizes him and grabs his feet and, you know, they, they kind of reconcile. Here's the key. Both Jesus and Mary are in a familiar place, but she does not recognize him. And this week what we want to talk about is really trying to get back your self-worth and your value when you try to return to a place where you're not recognized, right, because you're different now. Who you are now is not who you were before. I mean, you know, all the cliche stuff is true. You are stronger. You are wiser. You have a different mindset. But in addition to that, you know, you don't act the same, walk the same, or engage in the same activities. And while it may be difficult for others to recognize you, uh, we can't change what other people do, but what I want to do is really help you understand that because you're different, you have to be received differently, that you should not even impose on others the same expectations as you did for your scars. Now you want to really know who you are. And in order to do that, this week I want to talk about, you know, self-worth. I want to talk about regaining your identity. Uh, this week we want to really kind of grasp the idea of who you are as a new person without regret, without remorse, without embarrassment, without feeling shame, realizing that the different you is not necessarily a you that you have to bet. You're not a per- you don't have to try to impress people, nor do you have to try to prove to them that you really are new. Jesus is standing in the garden unrecognized by Mary. As a matter of fact, he's also going to be unrecognized by these two guys who walk down this road called Emmaus Street. Uh, one guy named Cleopas is with him, and Cleopas, uh, you know, walks with him. He preaches the whole, the entire Old Testament and still doesn't recognize Jesus because after the scars, you are a different person. He stands in front of a guy named Thomas, who he has spent tremendous time with, and Thomas doesn't even recognize him, doesn't believe it's him. Because it's possible, hey, Sister Pam, uh, it's possible for you to be back and people not recognize you. So today, uh, the first step in recognizing or identifying that you're back is realizing that you are the one. You are the individual, specific, customized one person that God is going to spend time developing, growing. He does not develop everyone in the group. He does it because you have a very unique fingerprint, a spiritual identity. You have a unique characteristic that God wants to develop. And Psalms 147 and 4 highlights that. Somebody type that up real quick, Psalm 147 and 4. Uh, it is one of the many scriptures that highlights how unique we are. And here's what it says. Uh, it says, God, he determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. Right? Wow. He determines the number of stars and calls them each by name. With all of the stars in the sky, God knows them all by name. Here's another scripture that says something similar, Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40, verse 26, Isaiah 40, 26. It says, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry hosts one by one 
and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Look, most of the time we say his eyes on the sparrow, so I know he's watching over us. That's true. This takes that to a whole other level. This says that every star in the sky that we can see, one, God calls them, hires them, puts them in place one by one, and then he calls all of them by name. Here's what I believe. I believe that if God, hey, Sister Lord, uh, Miss Greenfield, good morning to you. I believe that if God calls every star by name, then without doubt he has to know each one of us by name. And if he knows us by name, then we got to believe that there's something special about us, special because you survived the scar. You are the one that God has chosen. You are the one that God has picked out. You are the one God is favoring. You are the one that God allows to make it through scenarios that others would not even be able to flinch at. You are the one that God has chosen. Here's what happens in John 20. According to John, Mary comes to the tomb. Jesus isn't there. She runs back to the house. She gets Peter. She gets John. Peter and John run to the tomb. Jesus is not there. Peter and John leave the tomb, go back to the house, but Mary stays. Then Jesus shows up to Mary first. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. The soldiers were there, but the angel spoke to them and sent them back away. John and Peter were there, but Jesus doesn't show up when Peter and John were there. He waits until it's just Mary by herself and shows up to the one person. And can I tell you that there's some things God wants to do with you because you are the one. I'm old school, like Matrix and Neo in the Matrix. God has chosen you as the one. You're the one God will use to save his family, like he chose Joseph. Like he chose Joseph. You're the one that will rise for such a time as this, like Esther. You're the one God will give wisdom to, like Solomon. You're the one, maybe the youngest in your family, like David, that will somehow rally the rest of the family to be saved. You are the one God has chosen. And as quiet as it's kept, uh, for some of you, you're the one God has allowed to go through some crisis or calamity that will give him glory. You know, Job wasn't isolated uh, by accident. He was chosen by God. God picked him out as the one. And can I tell you that there are going to be some cases and situations and scenarios in your life where God will choose you as the one as well, that he will bring you out as the one because there are some things that God will use you for that he's not using everybody else for. Uh, we, we had a phenomenal speaker at uh, my wife's gala, and I've heard her on a couple of occasions now um, a man, forgive me, I can't say her name right now. She is a psychology professor at Hampton University. Matter of fact, she's the chair of the psychology department there. And one of the things that she said over and over again as I've heard her speak, uh, she keeps on saying that opportunities don't go away. They're given to someone else. And, and when we talk about opportunities, know that every opportunity you have has been customized just for you. Pastor Michael, yes, you are the one. We are isolated, picked out, hand chosen by God for particular assignments. Don't give up because if you give up, because if you give up, one more time, if you give up, the fact that God has chosen you now means that the opportunity may go to someone else, but it also means that an entire entire generation of people will be affected. Families will be affected. Communities will be affected. Jobs will be affected. If you fail to stand out and be unique, if you decide to blend in with everyone else, what you've done now is forfeited the opportunity to save an entire group of people. Think about it. Whenever God chose to 
save a large group. He chose one person. Moses saves an entire nation. Joshua brings an entire nation into the promised land. Esther saves her entire family because she was chosen for such a time as this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were three men uh, who were saved from a fire, but they were placed there because one man stood in the fire with them. Daniel was one guy who had legislation changed in political arenas about prayer. One person can change an entire nation. And God told me to tell you, you are the one. Make it happen. Make it happen today. Look, Father, I thank you. I thank you because uh, for, uh, for whatever reason, God, you've chosen us. Despite our shortcomings, God, you've chosen us. Despite our failures, God, you chose us. Despite our sins, God, you chose us. Maybe it's because there's something special about us, something powerful, something unique. And my prayer, God, right now in the name of Jesus is that you take now who we are and help us be proud. Proud of the scars we survived, proud of the fact that we made it through, proud of our testimonies, and most importantly, proud that we are children of the Most High God. God, don't let us feel regret as we walk forward. Don't let us uh, have the cloud of doubt hang over our heads so dark, God, that we can't move forward into a forecast that shows bright. God, our prayer is that as we move forward, we will understand, know, and realize that we are, First Peter, a peculiar people, people chosen by you, called out of darkness into the marvelous light. We are people like stars, bright, shining in dark places that you know by name. We thank you in advance for choosing us, and we pray blessings and favor as we go into this week, ready to rediscover our personal identity. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, you guys have a great day. Have a great day.